What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Josh Coker here again, and in this podcast, I'm going to talk about why you can and you should write a book. So, if that's something you've always wanted to do, you have a story in mind, maybe you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, you want to write about your business, this is a must-listen-to podcast. So stay tuned. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to start this podcast by telling you a very quick, very small story about my grandmother. One of my grand, my my grandmother on my father's side, she passed away several years ago, but in the last decade or so of her life, she had to be in a wheelchair because she had a stroke and um, muscle. I forget what they call muscular di- dystrophy. And because of this, it taught me a lot about life. My grandmother was a very strong individual in the sense that she was somewhat trapped in her body, but she could still function as a real person. She could still find joy and happiness in some of the smallest things in life. And I think that's something that many people are missing. It's also a topic for another episode. But I tell you all of this because I learned a lot of lessons from my grandmother. But one of the things that really sticks out and I think has driven me to become a writer, an author, a co-founder of a publishing company is the fact that my grandmother always talked about this book that she wanted to write. And I can't remember the specifics, but I'm pretty sure it was a love story. And every once in a while, she would tell me about it. But the problem was, she did not know how to take her idea and turn it into a story. She wasn't educated enough. She she couldn't even write that well, from what I remember. And um, so, now that she's gone... I feel like that's a huge missed opportunity, especially given the fact of what I do, writing stories and helping other people write their books, whether it's fiction or nonfiction. And I just wish I could turn back the clock and go back to her and help her write her story, but also give her the confidence because working with writers throughout the years, having been in the the same situation before where I, when I started out and I wanted to write and I was an aspiring writer, all I could think of is like, oh, what will it be like? And then immediately this button or this gear shifts in your mind and it's like, well, what if nobody likes it? Well, what if nobody reads it? And all of these what ifs, what ifs, what ifs, what ifs start to pile and compound on, on yourself Until you start talking, the writer, the aspiring writer will start talking themselves out of writing their book. I just recently, not I, our company just recently published a book by a doctor, a PhD in marketing and business. 
and she suffered breast cancer and thyroid cancer. So she has survived two different cancers and she wanted to write a book about it. She goes and she speaks in all these different organizations around the country about cancer and surviving. But when she approached me about her book, she was very nervous and very concerned and and it was the same thing that I had. It was the same thing that my grandmother had. It's the same thing that every writer, aspiring writer has, which is what if nobody likes it? It's the what if syndrome. What if this? What if that? What if and it's the th- it is the biggest issue that prevents people from getting their stories written. Beyond that, of course, is the how. But here's the thing. How to do something is completely irrelevant because there are people that can guide you along. It really is the driving factor is just doing. And I tried to explain this to her. When we met her, her project was at 3,300 words. So not it, it wasn't very big at all. Uh, and... There were, it needed so much work. There, was, there were so many like missing spots and, and things like that. But that's the thing. Like That's where I came in. That's where, that's where Story Ninjas came in. I keep saying I, but like it, it was a team effort. The editor helped, the publisher, uh, the illustration, like everybody. Um, we, we, there are people out there. This doesn't just apply for writing. I'm just using this because it's an example. But uh, especially for people out there who want to write a book, you can write a book, okay? We live in one of the most exceptional times in human history. Never has there been so much opportunity available to us. And I'm going to do a complete other podcast about how the publishing landscape has changed over the last decade or two. But... The bottom line, the punchline is this. You can write a book. And there are plenty of technological and human resources around nowadays that can get you there. The thing that is probably preventing you more than anything is not how or the tools. It's, it's you. It's this psychological barrier that you have And it's the what if syndrome. What if this? What if that? And you start talking yourself out of doing something before you ever even try. And so I'm here to tell you today that it's very possible. And just like my client, Dr. Friedman, she was able to take her project. I know I kind of deviated. She was able to take her project from 3,300 words to, I think, over 17,000 words. It's a memoir. And it has, like, each section, it talks a little bit about her story. And then at the end, it gives tips that people who, are, who have just been diagnosed with cancer or have family members with cancer, they can apply to their everyday lives to help them. And she has received such great feedback. As a matter of fact, um, she went to a conference on cancer in Chicago I think this is one of the major conferences that they do. I'm, I'm not as familiar with this arena, but she was telling me about it. She went there. She, she introduced one of the major speak, one of the keynote speakers there. Um, he's like the top 
doctor for thyroid cancer and he, he works in, in New York or something. And um, after the speech, she gave him her book and she got an email from him about a week later after the conference. And he basically said, I read your, I read your book on the plane flight going back to the, you know, my, ho- my home and I loved it. And I'm so glad you wrote it and I want copies to put in my office and I think everybody should read it. And she would never have gotten that response. And I'm sure there's going to be more responses like that as, as time goes on if she had never written her book. If she had never taken the steps to find people like myself, and I'm not, I'm not trying to toot my horn. It could have been anybody. It could have been any other kind of publisher. But finding people who are going to mentor you or who are going to, you know, like sidekicks and allies who are going to help you achieve your goals in your story, not just like your book story, but I mean like your life story, that's a key critical thing. The how is not important. There are people and tools that will help you get there. But the most important is getting beyond your psychological barriers. So I'm here today to tell you that you can do it for sure. The question is, will you do it? And this is where uh, we get into like a whole nother line of types of people, right? Once you get past the what ifs, then you have the people who just live in the aspiring writer realm, okay? And, and any of the criticisms I'm about to give to these people, I'm only giving them because I was there once before and so I know exactly what it's like. These criticisms are criticisms that I take on myself as well. But here's the deal. A lot of people, and this doesn't necessarily, this applies to more than just writers, okay? A lot of people aspire to be something. There are aspiring actors. There are aspiring writers. There are aspiring musicians. There are aspiring artists. And the thing is, a lot of them have gotten into the cycle of aspiring rather than doing or being. Being is actually the most important, the writer, okay? When you're an aspiring writer, you'll think about a lot of things you could do. You talk about it with a lot of people. You may even take a little bit of action, but you never really fully complete because for various reasons. A lot of them subconsciously it's because you're afraid of failure and even and sometimes it's even you're afraid of success it's like well okay what if i do what if this does go well what is that going to mean for my life i mean think about it if if you are in any of those different fields and you're aspiring to be a writer an actor a musician an artist whatever and you do well and you, and you even get, a, 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 say, a, medi- a medium amount of success. That's going to change your life. That's going to obligate you to do more. <laughs> and so the real, question is, the real question you should ask yourself before you aspire to do any of these things is, why do I want to? And do I really want to? Okay? Some people think they want to write a book because it's going to make them money. No. You should write a book because 
you care about the topic and you think it's going to add value to other people. And you care about the topic so much that you're going to, that you would, you would write the book for free whether or not you ever received any money for it at all. And the same thing holds true with vocations in general, okay? The reason why I'm on this podcast right now talking about this is because I love it. It, like, it gets me amped up. And, and the thing that gets me amped up even more is when I sit down with someone who has a business or, or an idea, or maybe they're, they're an aspiring fiction author and they have this story idea, and we sit down and we start talking about all the cool things that could happen in the story, or we sit down and we start talking about all the cool things that the person does in their business, that amps me up. I love that. I eat it. I breathe it. I, that, that is the thing that gives me pure joy in this life, or one of the ultimate things. Because of that, that's why I do this. I'm not getting paid to do this podcast right now. I may never get paid to do but I don't care because I love it. If you don't love it, then you shouldn't be trying to write a book or aspire to be any of those things. You should, do what you, you should do what you love to an extent, right? You have to pay the bills and stuff. But my point is, if you think you're going to write a book and then instantly become famous and make tons of money, you're out of your mind. Same thing goes with the acting and artists and musicians. It's a lifestyle. You, that is the person who you are. If you want to be that, or sorry, if you want to do that, you have to be that. You have to be that person. Muhammad Ali didn't say, I'm going to fight one fight and then become a famous fighter. No, he had to be the best damn fighter in the world. And because of that, he had to train all the time. He had to, he had to transcend boxing in a sense because he was more than a fighter. He was, he was an, an artist and he was a... a a marketer in a lot of ways, right? And again, that is also a story for another day. But you, when you commit to something like this, even though I'm here telling you, you can write a book, you should be asking yourself whether or not you should, okay? And when I say that, I don't, I think, I personally think everybody should write a book because I personally think that everybody in the history of the world has been born so unique with such a different perspective than anybody else that they have value in just that perspective that they can offer to the world. And again, like I said before, the problem is most people, they have an idea, but they don't know how to get it there. They don't know how to turn it into a book. They don't know how to turn it into a book. That's where I come in. But... A lot of people also write books that they should not write. And it's because they came from the wrong internal motivations. If you're writing a book because you want to become famous or you want to make a lot of money, those are the wrong motivations. Or you think it's going to get you attention in some realm, that's the wrong motivation. For example, uh, this is an example of someone... You can be a great writer and still not get fame or fortune. Herman Melville, the author of Moby Dick, is a perfect example of that. Moby Dick came out and it was not well received by the the audience of that time. Herman Melville, although he wrote other books, he basically worked a 9 to 5 for his entire life because his writing career did not pay for that for his lifestyle. 
And it wasn't until decades later when academics came across his book and they were like trying to find books that defined that time period, they came across Moby Dick and they said, oh my God, what a great piece of literature. What an amazing work. And now, you know, modern people, we view it as a classic and it's, it's, it's one of the staples of literature. But the point is, he didn't make a lot of money off that. He didn't get very famous. He's famous now, but not during his lifetime. And so that's my point. What are your internal motivations for writing a book? You can write a book, but should you be writing the book that you're thinking about? Now, I do think, as I said before, I know this might sound a little contradictory, you should not write a book for the wrong reasons, but everybody should write a book if you're writing it for the right reasons. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to get at. Now, the reason why you should write a book is, first and foremost, like I said, you have a perspective that no one else in the world has, and you're going to see things that no one else ever has seen before from the angle that you come from, okay? Uh, for it, it, I'm going to go back to my example of my recent client, Dr. Friedman, because she's, she's such a perfect example of someone who was, who was concerned about writing the book, wasn't sure if people would like it, and then people loved it. But not only that, like she didn't know if people would care about what she was writing. And this is a thing that... Authors in particular have a hard time. And, and when I say authors, I mean like both business writers, like nonfiction and fiction writers. They, they don't realize how unique their idea is because they're totally immersed in, in a world where their idea is, you know, kind of commonplace. For example, uh, when I was in the military, I was in intelligence, okay? Specifically, I was a linguist. And so all that community, you know, there, there are a couple thousand linguists in the world, I guess, military linguists in the world. We all hang out together all the time. All the bases we go to are the same and things like that. And so because of that, it's not a very, it's not a, it's not a big deal. Everybody's like, whoop-de-doo, who cares, right? But when I left the military, and especially when I left the government sector, started my own business, and I'm out here with civilians, uh... Back in the real world, it's crazy to them. It's like I lived in a whole, it's like I lived on a whole nother planet just being in the military, knowing another language, going to different countries. It's like, what is that like? They can't even imagine it. And, and for me, I'm like, well, it's not a big deal because I, you know, that was just who I was. Everybody I knew did that. But the problem is, what you don't realize is that. The majority of the world did not have that experience. And so one of the, one of the things that humans have because we're like a, 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 a social animal and we have this herd mentality is we, we want to understand the group. We have mirror neurons and all this stuff. There's a whole bunch of science to back all that up, but it's like... Um, because of that, humans love to live this vicarious experience through books, okay? It allows them to learn lessons that they can apply to their lives without having to go through the hardships in real-life scenarios. 
So for example, when Dr. Freeman wrote this book and I saw the first draft, the first draft came in and I start reading it and I'm going to be completely honest. When I heard that she wanted to write a book about cancer because I have, I, I, I have no, actually, let me take this back. At the time, I did not realize that I had uh, people in my family that had cancer. Uh, so for me, it was like, it was one of those things that I never dealt with. I don't remember any family members dying from it or anything. So I was like, you know, it, I don't know anything about this. I was very ignorant. And so when it came across my desk, the first thing I thought was, this might be boring. I may not get it, you know? But as I started to read and she's going, she's talking about things that happened in her life where she, she found out that she had thyroid cancer. She found out that she had breast cancer. She, she had to go through all these hardships. She, she had, you know, like the, a boss that died suddenly from cancer. Like all of these different things, I was suddenly intrigued. I was fascinated because it was a whole nother world. It was like reading a fiction book almost where I, where I was sent into the whole different realm of what people who have cancer go through. And because of this, you know, I was talking to family members and I found out, as a matter of fact, my great-grandfather died of cancer. This is something I never knew until I read that book. And, and moreover, it gave me insight to what the families who deal with cancer, you know, what they go through and, and how they have to break it to their children, how, how the spouses have to work together, like a ton of stuff. And so now I have more empathy for those people. Again, I would never have gotten these little gems of wisdom if she had not given that book and provided that value. And that's what I'm telling you today. It's that you have a story to tell. You have to figure out what story that is, and you may have multiple stories to tell. If you're a business owner or an entrepreneur, it may be your product or services or your process that is so powerful, it's going to help change the lives of your customers, okay? But whatever it is, you've got to nail that down. And once you do, you got to write about it. That's why you should write a book. Because the only way that humankind can continue to evolve is for us to continue to share our ideas with the rest of the world, that, that is one of the fundamental principles that our company, Story Ninjas, is founded on, is that ideas change the world and that, but in two major ways. When people write their books, they're reaching their fullest potential. Someone who's reaching their fullest potential becomes a vital person in society. Why? Because they're adding value to other people. And those books have ideas and gems of wisdom that will help revitalize society. And that to us, that is the key. That is why it's so important. And storytelling, as I briefly discussed, I think in my last podcast, what, uh, the reason why I'm such a huge proponent of storytelling is because it is the oldest art form in the world. It is the oldest profession in the world. And the reason is because it is the most powerful expression of human nature in the world. It is what allows us to connect with other people.
okay? And to connect with the world. And I don't care if you are a, a mother telling a story to your child at night to, to help them fall asleep, or you're a business owner explaining how your products work, or you're someone writing a memoir because you want to create a legacy for your family, or you're just someone who wants to write a story, like it doesn't matter. All of those things, those are connections with other people. And the thing that will can just blows my mind is like anytime you read a book or watch a movie or a play that was done by Shakespeare, you are taking part in a human experience that is allowing you to time travel. You're having a conversation with not just Shakespeare, but with the people of his time and with humanity in general, okay? The human collective. And you're becoming a part of that in terms of learning lessons that were passed down. And it's a conversation, it's a dialogue in the sense that those lessons apply differently today than they did then, but yet they're so similar, okay? And that's another, you'll, you'll see in future podcasts, I'm a huge proponent of mythology. I, I've written books on modern mythology. I, I think it's the, the foundational element of human society, anthropology. It allows us to continue to evolve and become what we were always meant to be. So, it, you know, if polymathics is the, the, the theory of, not even the theory, if it's the approach of a person reaching their fullest potential, then I believe that mythology is the medium in which humans, humankind, the human collective, reaches its fullest potential. And the, the, the time-tested tool, say that three times fast, the time-tested tool for humanity to continue to share all of those ideas is by writing books. They're, like books have been the, the solid, I mean, granted, you know, back in ancient times they wrote on tablets, but it's the same concept. It's taking the idea and making it into something tangible that you can share with another person. That is storytelling at its, at its most fundamental form. Books for, for, well, I don't know about millennium, but for centuries have been a critical aspect of the human culture and keeping humans on this pathway of evolving, uh, evolvement and, and um, uh, groundbreaking ideas and things, things of that nature. The, so now let's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm over here kind of pontificating about <laughs> and ranting about all of this, but how does this apply? to your, your actual everyday life. One, when you write about things that are important to you, important to your business, it's a type of therapy. If you, uh, I may have mentioned this before, I'm a psychology minor, and psychology is one of my favorite subjects. In psychoanalysis, uh, Freud and a couple other 
psychologists, they found that there are like seven different coping mechanisms that humans have. And the majority of them are negative. One that we are all familiar with, that we hear, it's a common term, is projecting. Okay, That's a negative way to uh, cope with your problems. There's only one positive co- coping mechanism that Freud identified, and that was called sublimation. Sublimation is the process of taking whatever your deep neurosis is, things that bother you, things that excite you, things that your, your, your mind just won't let go of, and turning that into a life's work or a vocation. And so writing a book is essentially a form of sublimation. It's going to help you get out all of that like pent-up energy in your mind and it, it gets it onto a tangible source that you can then share with people and it's a release. There's a catharsis in that just in completing the book, okay? Um, but this, the sublimation, it goes, it goes further because, okay, that's you. That's helped you out, Right? But if you're truly adding value and you're thinking about who your audience is, whether they're your customers for your business or they're literally an audience who you're trying to entertain with your story, they're going to receive value from that book as well. And so books have been used. They're the time-tested tool for generating leads for your business for creating authority in your industry. They're the time-tested tool for creating a legacy for your family. I mean, just think about J.R.R. Tolkien, okay? His, his family, they're getting all kinds of royalties, not just from the books, but from the, book, from the, from the movie deals, from the video game deals. And his son, because he passed down a lot of those skill sets to his son, his son is able to now take the stories that were unfinished and complete them and make a living off of that. I mean, what better gift can you give your loved ones than a legacy like that? Not to mention, we live in a time right now where the people who are creating materials on digital platforms that can last hundreds of years and be archived, you are creating a legacy where you might become the matriarch or the patriarch of your family just by doing things like this, by creating books. How cool would it be to know right now as you write your book, you are having a conversation, you are telling a story to your great, great, great grandkids 400 years from now, okay? Like that is the power of writing a book and why you should write a book. Another thing that books have been used for is to help relate with other people. I mean, I could go on and on about the benefits, but I think you get the point, okay? A lot of people get hung up on, you know, the what-if scenario. Then a lot of people get hung up on the aspiring author. And, I, you know, I didn't talk about this, Okay. Whether you're in either one of those spots, the main thing you need to do is find people who are going to help you reach that goal. If you have the resources to write a book and you just don't know how, 
then you should reach out to someone and, and get it done, okay? I just recently had a, a referral come in from uh, one of my, another PhD friend of mine who, his, his buddy's a lawyer, he, write a, he wrote a book about how, like, how to become a lawyer, essentially, how to set up your firm, how to keep clients, all this stuff. This book has been, he wrote it, it, it's really good too. Like for someone who, from what I understand, has never taken any courses on writing or setting up a book or anything, the book was formatted great. It's like ready to roll. There's very little work that my company has to do on it. And that book has been sitting in this guy's office, uh, you know, like saved on his computer for three years, I was told. Just because of the issues we're talking about right now. He, he doesn't know if anybody would read it. He doesn't know how to publish it, right? Like all of these little mind barriers that are preventing him from getting his, his idea out into the world, okay? Um, I'm going to help him with that. And of course, you know, I would love to help anybody out there who has issues like that. But the thing is, is like, maybe I'm not your person. Maybe it's someone else. Maybe you're not a writer. Maybe you're a musician or some other form of creative artist. That's fine. Find somebody who's going to either mentor you or give you the appropriate tools, assets that you need to create the product of your idea, to create that tangible thing of your idea. For us, it's a book, right? That's the conversation we're having. But not for every artist. The thing is, is that this problem transcends authors and artists. It goes, to, it goes to just about any medium where creativity is involved. And the, the last thing is, the, you know, we talked about the what-if syndrome. We talked about the aspiring author syndrome. The, then there's the, the people who, like this guy, he wrote a book. And he just isn't publishing it. And again, part of it is like maybe they're scared of what's going to happen. It, maybe they, they think it's going to get terrible reviews. Or they think <coughs> it'll, it'll do really well and then it's going to be more work for them. Whatever the case might be, like if you never release that, then you wasted, the, the, you wasted your time. And you wasted other people's time. You know what I mean? Like, if it's just sitting there on a desk doing nothing, then what was the point? You know, what was the point? Now, granted, some people, you could say in an like, esoteric way, well, by doing that, I learned uh, how, how I like to write. Or by doing that, I was able to get all my thoughts out. And I will agree with that point to an extent. But if you wrote something or you created something with the purpose to, to sell it and, or give it out to other people and then you decided not to because you're scared, you should never, ever make a decision based off of fear. You got to lean into that fear and you have, to, you have to attack it because if not, it'll consume your mind and it'll consume your life. And everybody that I know who has leaned into their fear even if they have made mistakes, even if they've tripped and fallen a little bit, they get back up, they learn how to become stronger, and in the end, ultimately, 
They, they, they are, are a success. And writing is no different. The people who write books, that, that's another thing too. Like, If you're doing this, say for example, because of your company, and you just want to have something to point to to say, hey, this is what my company does. These are the products we provide. These are the services we give. Then you may only need one book. And that book, in that sense, it's only being used as a lead magnet, right? You're, you're educating your customers, you're, you're building authority, you're kind of uh, bringing them in. Maybe you could use it as an upsell as well um, in terms of like maybe they buy a product and then, you're say, then you say, hey, if you want to learn about how to use this product more efficiently, this book will help you use it more efficiently. Whatever the case may be, or maybe it's like a, a, it leads into a course. I mean, there's so many routes you can go with this. But the point is, some people may only need to write one book for their company or their business. Other people, maybe this is the career you want to make it. Maybe you want to go on a speaking circuit and you want to use it as a tool to get speeches. Okay? I have news for you. You're probably going to write more than one book. And you're probably going to want to set it up as like a, a series. Okay? But you can't do that if you never write the book. And by the way, for those of you who either, whether you want to write fiction or nonfiction, having a book is one of the best ways to get speaking engagements and speaking gigs. For example, uh, the client I was talking about earlier, Dr. Friedman, she had spoken already at other places, uh, other cancer organizations uh, before just because of her experiences but now with the book she's it's opened doors for her to go and speak on other things at podcasts and things like that just because she has a book on a topic that she is an authority on okay um, the same thing holds true for you if you're a fiction writer and you want to write a series of science fiction books fantasy books romance books horror books and you start plugging them out then you can go in there and you can, you can go to bookstores and you can do a, a, a chapter reading or two and then take questions and do some book signing. Like it opens up opportunities that you wouldn't have. That's why you should do it. I know I'm over here ranting about all the reasons, but I'm, I'm so passionate about this because I truly believe that somewhere inside of you there is an idea that's going to help other people. It's going to help you and it's going to help other people. And the thing that would kill me is if I knew that the only reason you didn't write that book is because you were afraid. You were afraid of what other people think. You were afraid of the success you might have. You were afraid of how hard it might be to write the book. None of that matters. Okay, I know you can do it because people have been doing it for, for hundreds and hundreds of years. And more importantly, they were doing it with way less resources than what we have today. And in another podcast, because I realize this podcast is getting pretty long. Uh, one of the main things I'm going to talk about is how all the different ways. Today we talked about the why basically why you should write a book. I'm going to talk about the how you can write a book 
in the modern society that we live in with technology that we have. And, you know, this is another thing. I'm going to kind of start wrapping up with this. This is another thing that holds people back. There is a traditional mindset that we are in as a society that we still think that the publishing industry is, is still built the way it was back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. But I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, with the advent of the internet and all the tools and platforms that, that, like Amazon that have come on the scene and made it so simple for, for writers to publish their work, now is an, an amazing time for, for opportunities and for people to start really sharing their stories with the world. And, and it's so easy to do it. The, so in another podcast, one of my plans, I've done this on YouTube. Maybe I'll just, if I can, maybe I'll be able to uh, download the, the audio from the YouTube channel. But if you, if you want to see a preview of what it is, I mean, it, it'll basically go into it. You can go on my YouTube channel and it's basically, I think in 2017, I did a video. It's like an hour and a half long, maybe two hours long. And it's all the different ways you can use technology to write your book and write it fast. See, that's another problem is like a lot of people are like, well, Josh, what if I'm not good with grammar? What if I'm not good with uh, writing, you know? Of course, you know, as a as a owner of a publishing company, my, my biggest plug is going to be come to us or come to someone like us and they can guide you through that process. But if you want to do it on your own, there are so many ways to do it on your own. If you have a smartphone, aka an iPhone or something like that, like a, a, a Galaxy or something, you can write a book on your phone. Now granted, there's more to it than that, right? Like you'll have to have it edited and you have to have it formatted. But the, the hardest part for you as the writer is, is easier than it's ever been in the history of humankind. Because there's so much technology to, to help you do that. So if that's a concern, like you're, you're worried about, maybe you're even worried if, if English is your second language and you want to write your book in English, Maybe you're concerned <coughs> that your English isn't good enough to write. Well, guess what? That's why we have ghostwriters, okay? There are so many opportunities and options available to you to get this done. So I don't want you to have any excuses that is going to allow the fear to set in. I want you to have all of the tools and knowledge available so that you can attack that fear whenever it starts to set in and you can say, no, I can do this because I have plenty of options, okay? That, you know, that's my goal. For me, I don't care if everybody comes to us uh, to get their book done. As a matter of fact, I think some books are better done by the person themselves, especially if they're if they've really spent a lot of time learning how to write a book and I'm particularly talking about fiction um but like the not everybody's going to come to us but I want to be that beacon 
for writers to say, and, and particularly aspiring writers, to say, you can do this, okay? You have all the, if you're listening to a podcast, that means that you probably have a smartphone, which means that you make enough money at a job that requires a, a certain amount of intelligence that tells me that you have enough intelligence to write the book about the thing that you're passionate about, about the thing that is important to you. And because of that, I know you can do it. I know you have all the faculties available to do it. Now, it's just about getting off your ass and getting to it and doing the work. And that's what a lot of the podcasts in the future will be about. We're not only going to talk about storytelling and publishing and things like that, but this is one of my big shticks, I guess, is one of my big things that I, I <laughs> go and rant about all the time. So I want to give you guys all the tools that you need. All right. I don't think there's much more to say about that. So I'm going to leave it here. And hopefully this has been helpful. If I missed anything, go ahead, ask me some, you know, drop the questions, let me know so that in future podcasts we can discuss. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Josh Coker from Polymathics. Take it easy. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully that had a ton of information that can help you along your journey to help you reach your fullest potential. If you haven't already, go ahead and like it. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe so you can get more content like this. I'm going to be pushing these out as much as I can. And if you have any questions, concerns, comments, maybe there's something I didn't touch on, maybe you want me to go in a little bit more detail, go ahead and send them in so that we can continue this conversation and keep it alive. If you know somebody that might be able to benefit from this and they're not following yet or they don't know about it, go ahead and share this with them. And um, for those of you, since the podcast is still new, if you're looking for more material, check me out on YouTube at Josh Coker. And there's a ton of stuff on polymathics and all the things that I talk about at Josh Coker. I'm also on all the other social medias, usually either at Josh Coker or um, Josh Miss Prime, just like Optimus Prime, except Josh Miss. So J O S H U M U S P R I M E. And that's for like Snapchat and Instagram and things like that. If you want to write a book or you have a story to tell and share with the world and you would like our help in developing that story, go ahead and check us out at Story Ninjas www.story-ninjas.com and we will help you turn your dream into a reality. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, this has been Josh Coker on behalf of Polymathics, the blog that helps you become a modern-day renaissance man and reach your fullest potential. I will catch you guys in the next episode.